Hello and welcome along. Mark Shardler here with 10 minutes of Olympic chat today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for the continued support. Uh, the messages, the donations too, to my chosen charity, Maggie's, which have been coming in either by Just Giving or Facebook. So thank you very much. Now, on the last pod, we heard from Johnny Regini Moran on his recovery from serious injury and Max Whitlock on the inspiration he gets from his toddler daughter, Willow. Today, it's the other two members of the Artistic Gymnastics men's team. There are only four for these games. So starting with one man who's beaming from ear to ear at making the Olympic team. That's Joe Fraser, the 2019 world champion on the bars. It's a dream come true to be sat here. Knowing that I've been selected for Tokyo is incredible. The team is amazing and I know that everyone's going to be pushing us, pushing each other so that we can go out in Tokyo and achieve as much as we can. When do you think the Olympics became a dream for you? I'd say 10 to 12 years old. Um, at the beginning, I was five years old and I was just trying to do somersaults on the sofas at home. So my mum took me to the local gymnastics club. And that soon developed into like an extra day a week. Um, and then once, once I'd started to be going there four or five times a week, it was like an obsession. And I, I, I loved every second of it. So... You know, when the Olympics came around, I was watching the gymnastics and that that was kind of the moment I realised, wow, I'd, I'd love to I'd love to go out there and compete. Really? So who were your heroes then growing up? Did you have any? Um, I'd say Lewis Smith. You know, that was, that was probably my first gymnastics Olympic memory of 2008 when he got that bronze medal. And then I was, I was lucky enough to be on the the national team from around 10, 11 years old. So I would see him at the national centre and think, wow, if if he can do it, then why can't I? And that kind of pushed me to try and better myself daily and put myself through hard work. How exciting is that for an 11 or 12-year-old to see these icons of the sport in training? Honestly, it, it helped me see how real it could be and having having people in front of you that have done it beforehand makes you truly believe it's doable um i feel like i just I, if i was the generate the first generation trying to do that it would have been harder for me so i, I don't know how hard it was for them to have started the the inspira- inspiration for us but I'm more than grateful that they did. And you've had a, a couple of Olympic-type experiences. Can I just go through those? Firstly, the Youth Olympics, which I've spoken to one or two people who've been on the Youth Olympics, and they say they are amazing, and they've been incredible in getting them to where they are now. How, how was your Youth Olympic experience? Um, so, well, I loved it. It was, it was like the European Youth Olympic Festival, so... Me, Gianni, and another teammate of mine, Hamish, were able to go out there. And, you know, I, I was very young. I was still only 16, I'd say. Uh, yeah, I was 16. And gymnastics for me was just an obsession. I wanted to achieve as much as I could out there. And, you know, it's the first time I'd, I'd wore the, the lion on my chest. So I, I wanted to achieve as much as I could for that. And, and, my friends and family who had 
put in hard work as well as myself. So, yeah, it, it's the last time I have competed for Team GB and I'm very excited for the next opportunity I get. Where were those games? Um, Georgia. Okay. And you haven't said how you did, so let's let's hear it how you did and the honours that you had there. Um, I did rather well. I, I walked away with five medals, so I was very very proud of myself and and my team that was out there with me. And did you carry the flag as well at the closing ceremony? I did, yes. <laughs> I did, yeah. So I was I was most successful athlete at the game. So. They they selected me to be the the closing ceremony bearer. So I was, you know, very proud to walk walk with the the flag for the for the country. Fantastic. Because uh, the other interesting thing is that um, you you got to the Rio Games as part of the ambition program. I spoke to one or two athletes again who were there, and well, you explain it to me what what that is and what you get to do when you get flown out to to a games Rio in your case. So it was an opportunity for athletes who are a little bit too young to go to the games or, you know, may have been injured at the time um, to go to a games and see what it's like so that they know how they would be feeling in the next one if they were lucky enough to be selected. selected. So me and Gianni went out to Rio and we watched the all-around final where Max got the, the bronze medal. So as you can imagine how much that spurred us on for the next the next five years, knowing what he'd achieved and what we felt we could do. So I feel very, you know, privileged to have been able to go out there. You get to see the the training gym, um, the the Olympic village. So you you get a sense of what an Olympic Games feels like. Brilliant. Joe, you've got the broadest of smiles. I think it's like it's going to stay on all day, I'm sure, despite the we're really doing a multitude of interviews. Look, thank you so much for talking to us today. All the best for uh, the coming weeks and, um, well, two and a half months. Thank you. I really appreciate it. That's Joe Fraser. Now, another very happy man is James Hall. He's been an ever-present in Britain's teams for several years. Uh, but Tokyo is his first Olympic Games. He was at the Commonwealths a couple of years ago for Team England and he's a two-time European medalist. So how is he feeling at being named in the team? Yeah, it's surreal at the moment. I mean, it's first Olympic Games, so that is just, you know, every person's dream, every every young athlete's dream and something I've had since I was just not, not just a six-year-old, but every day since. So it's, yeah, really, really looking forward to it. What was your first Olympic memory then? Uh, well, I went to see actually, well, Lewis Smith doing what he did. And of course, Dan Keatons was there as well. And that was for them, that was sort of them carrying the torch for me, really. It was something to aspire to. And I went to see the uh, 2012 Olympics, saw qualifications. Uh, I was there all day watching everyone that I possibly could. And, you know, thinking back to that, well, nine years ago now, it's sort of like, well, I'm actually there. So it's, yeah, really exciting prospect. That was a phenomenal time, wasn't it? I mean, it's really, I suppose, where British gymnastics, uh, especially the men's side, took off and really became a serious force. Definitely. I mean, it's been a force to be reckoned with ever since. And, you know, year in, year out, and at every games, whatever team that's been selected has, has delivered and done it to a, a high standard. So it's, it is, for me, it's highly prestigious to sort of be entrusted with that, really. That's an interesting word, entrusted, and you feel that, do you? Yeah, I mean, 
for me, people talk about me being consistent and trustworthy, as it were. And I think the most important thing for me is for my team to trust me and the athletes in it, and not just the athletes, but the coaches as well. And that, I think, yeah, it's, it, as I say, it's prestigious and, you know, it's not necessarily a weight on your shoulders, not at all, but, you know, it is a responsibility and to do everything that I possibly can to, to, to carry that is, you know, that's, that's paramount for me. Can you describe what that responsibility is like when you're part of a team and when you're in the arena? How, 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 what is that like? How do you cope with it? It's one of those where it's kind of, you know, you want to, you want to do the best at all times. And I think it doesn't just start when you set foot in the arena, you've got to do the training and we've got, we've got an eight week block now before we, we fly maybe less than that. And, you know, you've, you've got to put the work in. you, you can't really take a load off and, you know, being when you get there, when you're in that arena, for me, it's just, you know, there's no feeling like it. You're, you're there, you are present and correct, and you just want to do the best you can possibly do for your team. It seems an age since you helped GB qualify for these games. How have you coped with the strange times that we've had over the last 15, 16 months? What have you been up it is, to? It is strange to think back about how long ago it was. It's madness, but... Yeah, I mean, times. at times it's flown, uh, but sometimes it's been quite slow. And I think in the beginning of lockdown, it was very difficult in the sense with coping with what had gone on. And I know the whole world was in disarray and it was, you know, it's been hard for everyone. But, you know, I've said before, having the right people around you to sort of come out the other side. And, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to, to get a, a pommel horse back home in my dining room and uh, managed to have a go on that every day. And, and sort of give myself a routine just every day, 12 o'clock, you know, have a little go on it, keep myself active. And that kind of stuff during lockdown, that, that really helped. In the dining room? Yeah, it was a bit of a weird one, but uh, made it work. Uh, yeah, had a little go and it seemed to work. Can still do pommel now, so I must have done something. Okay. <laughs> how did that work? How did it work? I mean, you got, you got plenty of space there or were you compromised? Yeah, uh, I mean, I was a little close to the walls, but um, it was a, like a low pommel horse, so it went along the ground and, uh, yeah, made it work. I've got low-hanging lights as well, so I was always uh, smashing my head on them. But, uh, yeah, it was good, and I think I was one of the lucky ones. I don't think everyone was able to do that, so I was quite fortunate in that respect. Uh, how are you feeling about the games? Obviously, you know, it's an unusual one. We don't know yet if there'll be home spectators. There certainly won't be away spectators, which you know, often is a feature of the games. How do you feel about all of that? Yeah, I mean, it's, of course, it's difficult. Like my family won't be able to go. And, you know, it's, I would say it's bittersweet, but at the same time for me, it's the Olympic Games is a symbol. It's, for me, it's everything I've been striving towards. It is, you know, the pinnacle of someone's career. In, in my opinion, that's what it is for me. And to be selected is just as prestigious as it would be in normal times. And I, you know, I'm going to follow every protocol for keeping myself and others safe and again I, I, all I can say is that I look forward to it. So uh, what about the next eight weeks then? It's going to be you know it'll be sort of a high level of intensity anyway in terms of training but we've, we'll have some competitions here and there whether they're virtual or actually abroad depending on the situation but yeah it's, it's going to be you know now, right now we've we've had the last three trials and uh, we sort of come off a little bit and now we're going to be building back up and it's, it's going to be tough, I, I will admit, but, you know, it's, it's what needs to be done and we'll do it to the best of our ability. And it's, it's, it's quite exciting. 
Well, brilliant. Uh, great to see you today. All the best for the next couple of months and, of course, in Tokyo itself. Congratulations. Okay. Thank you very much. Cheers. And that's James Hall completing today's look at the gymnastics team, which has been named this week. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, thanks for the comments again, and I will see you soon. Bye-bye.